the devil. And I'm here to do the devil's business. No, I was dumber than that. Something like Rex. Kachudum Tex! Tex! All right, boys and girls, let's get to it. Seminars. Next one up, April 1st through the 3rd. That only has a few spots left. After that, June 3rd through the 5th. And then August 12th through the 14th. All of those, of course, in Wichita Falls. For training camps coming up, we do have some spots left for our self-sufficient lifter camp on March 19th. And then after that, we have May 14th, both of those in Wichita Falls. Then our first ever lift, shoot, fight camp. That's a two-day camp, April 30th to May 1st, covering lifting, shooting, and how to win an argument with your significant other. Then we have a squat camp going on in Alabama, in Mobile, Alabama, on March 19th. A few squat and deadlift camps on the list, March 20th in Austin, Texas, at Starting Strength Austin. Then March 26th in Central Connecticut at Anino Strength and Conditioning. Then April 9th in Cincinnati at Starting Strength Cincinnati. Then a three-lift camp covering the squat, bench, and deadlift on April 24th in Baltimore at 5x3 Training. We also have a three-lift camp coming up in Orange County that will get posted soon, so stay tuned for that. And finally, our four-lift camp covering the squat, press, deadlift, and power clean put on by the Seoul Brothers in Seoul, South Korea on May 1st. Starting Strength Gyms continues to look for more and more coaches. So if you're interested in a career change or just want to do something fun, Go over to startingstrengthgyms.com, check out the coaching tab, fill out the form, get on the list, talk to Ina, make a new friend, and see how that goes. And I know I haven't busted Ray Gillenwater's balls in a while on here. I just haven't thought of anything funny to say about Ray or to Ray. So I apologize and I endeavor to do better. But as usual, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, starting Strength Radio. Welcome back. To Starting Strength Radio. It's Starting Strength Radio, boys and girls. So here we are again with another exciting show for you where we stay in our lane. Today, our lane is going to be a couple of articles that you refuse to read on, the inter- on our website that you refuse to read that we wrote. So you'd read them, so you wouldn't ask us questions about them, so all the questions would be answered, and you won't read them, so we're going to talk about them today, all right? But first, to give you an example of exactly who you are, people who won't read the shit that we wrote, comments. Comments. From From the haters. Boy, you've got a bunch of these today. Do you know what it does to Bree when you write shit like this and she has to give it to me? You you know how bad that hurts her to think, why am I working for this asshole? Nothing hurts her. She's emotionless. 
She's just an automaton that just she's a, goes like through a, life. A mobile mannequin. <laughs> just she just right. exists. Yeah, there is some truth to that. I think the hater comments make her pretty happy. She yeah. sent me a she sent me validates a, her. Just because negativity just makes cause they her hate happy you so much. It's like good. Good. Yeah. I hate him too. Yeah. She sent me just randomly today a text and it was just exclamation points. I was like, what does this mean? Then I just remembered that we're recording today. That's must That's be what, what she was, was doing. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's get the trap bar out of the way <laughs> since it generates so many hater comments. I'm so glad we did that. Yeah, it just excellent. continues to piss everybody off. You know, it's it, one of those things. It's one of those things. You didn't know it. You know, I really well. don't even give a fuck about the yeah. trap bar. They're fine. Go ahead and use them. It was. It do, was. Do them instead of deadlifts, please. Please do them instead of deadlifts. It was one of those because things. Because there's, there's, it's a perfectly good tool, right? It was one of those things where we were sitting around like, we, we got to shoot a video. What do we do? I'm like, let's talk about the fucking trap bar. Hey, we got this trap bar. And then we. And we got this dumpster. <laughs> let's, let's throw the trap bar in the dumpster and make up a reason why it's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is we got that trap bar on loan from uh, oh, Gold's yeah, from Gym. Gold's Gym. That's right. Cause we, yeah. Yeah, actually, that's true. Yeah. We did. Had to give it back right after uh-huh. it. Had to clean the coffee grounds off of and it. And the trash, because I threw it in the yeah. trash. <laughs> I threw it in the dumpster. Yeah. Well, that's where the coffee grounds are. Oh, that's where they came Right. Yeah. Right. Not sure what the trap bar ever did to Mark, but I see no evidence ah. backing up his hate for them. Who gets hurt at the top of a deadlift anyways? Isn't it at the bottom when your back is under a lot of shearing force? <laughs> Evidence. It's a, it's a physicist. Shearing. Shearing. Smart physicist guy. here. The <laughs> fact that trap bars are used so much in pro sports training tells me what I need to know. There go. Trap bars are great. That if you train like an elite athlete... Then you'll be an elite athlete. You'll be an elite athlete. If you eat the heart of the lion, you will have the courage of the lion. If you eat the brain of Albert Einstein, then you will be a genius like Albert Einstein. This guy couldn't find Einstein's brain, though. So we... Doesn't measure up, does he? He did look for the evidence, though. His first sentence is, there's no evidence. There's no evidence. He looked for evidence. Couldn't find it. All right. The trap bar is an excellent tool for developing explosive power. Mm. Explosive power, which can obviously be developed. You can benefit from such moves. He actually said moves. (laughs) This must be a staff writer for <laughs> for what men's fitness outside magazine outside magazine, right? As such moves as conventional or split leg isolation. Awesome. It is also an advisable aids in teaching beginner injured or rehabilitation patients. What? You heard it. I read, I, <laughs> what? Word for That's word, what letter for letter is what it says. All right. 
I was going to listen to this, but then I took advice from someone without a gut and ordered a trap bar. <laughs> took advice from Athlete X. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And finally, for the trap bar, Ripito, no, I'm sorry, Ripto, Ripto hasn't said much of value for over space 15 years. There's not a punctuation mark anywhere in this typing. It's amazing. No uppercase, no nothing. I wonder what you said that was valuable Rip-tope. 15 years ago, in his opinion. I don't know. That's, that's probably, I don't know. Can't imagine what it would have been. Yeah. All right. Now. Oh, this is a good one. This is respect with respect to Chase Lindley's 405 Press. Another gold mine. Yeah. Another. Yeah. <laughs> Darren Lee Layton says, zero presses were done that day, yet Ripple Tits will say, awesome. <laughs> well, he has a point. I mean, it's only 405. He stood what on his feet, standing standing on your up. feet and put 405 over your head, but Darren Lee... Press. Doesn't think it's a press because it's only four oh five. But Ripple Tits will say awesome. But I'll say it was awesome. <laughs> it was pretty what, fucking awesome. <laughs> whatever it was, it was fucking great. Yeah. I don't know. It what doesn't matter what it, it was. It's, call it whatever you, know, you want. It's pretty fucking strong. Well, but Darren Lee, he's you know doing sets of twelve with it. He's searching for evidence. High That's rip. What he's doing too. All right. Here's one. Uh, from uh this had to have come in pretty quickly pretty recently he said uh this is from dr manji's interview with me recently about cardiac rehab and our paper that appeared in the uh what was that journal clinical clinical therapeutics right he says the good doctor is breathing pretty heavy. Maybe he should get a checkup. Yeah. These people are... Yeah. Dr. Manji's health is definitely in question. Look at the guy. Well, yeah, and if there's anyone who should know about Dr. Manji's health, it would be treasure the time. <laughs> You know, I'm really getting sick of my inability to get that fucking thing off the desk in one try. It's another breathing. She rubs it with sebum so that the paper won't slide. I've seen her do it. Sebum? or Yeah, you take your forehead grease and rub it on what? the paper. I've seen her oh, do it. Not smegma, but... Not smegma. Sebum? Sebum. sebum. I no, God, Bree, come on. No, that would be sexual harassment had he said that. Where would you get semen to begin with? Well... Bad question, maybe. She doesn't have Do ways. Do we want to know the answer <laughs> no, we to that? She doesn't have ways. <laughs> we don't want to know. All right. Let's see here. Uh, the big lie, being self-sufficient. This is Radio 104. Oh, that's an old one. Old one. 
way back last year, he bashes on so many guys that are significantly stronger than he or his athletes, and they do 12 rep sets, LOL. This is a snapdragon, says Mm. this. Seems pretty sure of himself. He does, doesn't he? Jay Tanner says, I properly LOL'd when the video started with his gut entering from stage right. (laughs) (laughs) And one more. What video was that? (laughs) Quit putting your plates on the bar the wrong way. All right, and here, now this actually may be relevant to Carl Ragvon's Tempo Squats video. (laughs) Is having a gigantic gut a firm requirement to become a starting strength coach, or can someone not obese become certified? Nope. 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 You don't show up your gut first. Don't apply. What even let you in? If your gut doesn't enter the room first. They don't want you in the gym. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So this is respect to Rogan shouldn't have. This is the network preview. What was that about, Bree? That was, um, I put a preview up you about. You put that up. Well, the, yeah. the Rogan shouldn't have. Yeah, he it. shouldn't have uh, apologized. We were oh, talking right, about right. him. He made a yeah. mistake by he, apologizing. He fucked up by yeah. apologizing, which is what you do when you apologize to these fucking fools. Mm-hmm. All right. So Edward says, if you make a mistake, you shouldn't apologize. He didn't make that a was mistake. the best thing Joe did. Stop talking shit. Stick to weightlifting. You're a pro at that. Leave the other shit for people who know. <laughs> if you make a mistake, you shouldn't apologize. Edward, he didn't make a mistake, you fucking goddamn pussy. <laughs> he didn't make a mistake, you fucking pussy. <laughs> fucking pussies calling in here. Goddamn. All right. Ah. Back to regular political BS. Purport to be a big, strong man, but sits in a video acting like a victim. What? I don't. I've looked at this. Which video was that? Same one. Oh, same one. I was acting like a victim? When have I ever acted like a victim? Well, if he said it, Rip. Well, the true. Hater Dime said it. said it, so. Dime said it. It must be true. <clears throat> Ooh, look. There's Man. Foam and semen and <laughs> sebum and smegma all over the table here. From my. That was a roller coaster, man. That was good. Lathered up Emotional. reading of the goddamn. Comments from from the haters. Now, are you sure we need to keep doing this? It's your show, Rip. Segment? It's your show. Well, I know it's my show. I'm asking you if you think we need to keep reading comments from The fans enjoy it. The fans like this? That's all I hear. Every, Every time I go somewhere. It's true. Really? Comments from the haters. It's the greatest thing ever. Well, it's the greatest thing ever. I guess we've got to continue doing it. Yeah. But it's uh, every, 
every time I read one of the comments from the haters, it's like watching uh, Justin Trudeau say something. It's just my respect for the human race just diminishes a little bit. Did you see the yeah. uh, video of that college guy calling him a fucking communist to his face? Oh, yeah, I just told Rip about that. God damn, it's good. I hadn't seen that. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, some guy, some guy at a bar sees Justin Trudeau and says, let me get a selfie with you. And as soon as he gets in for the selfie, he goes, you fucking communist, <laughs> takes the picture. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. What was Justin Trudeau doing in a bar? It looked like some taking kind of his a, life in his own hands. It I looked mean. like some kind of meet and greet situation yeah. or whatever. Well, they, those people yeah. just just uh, voted to continue with the emergencies act. Yeah, they did. They just did. I mean, the next step will be making him president for life. Yeah, yeah. I'm really That's wondering. The only thing left. I really wonder what's going to happen when voting comes around. What they're going to do? No, they'll make him president for life. They'll, they'll amend that emergency thing. What it basically boils down to is that there are. There is a refreshingly larger than we thought minority of Canadians who will not put up with this bullshit. Mm -hmm. They are in the minority. Yeah, for sure. They're in the minority. Either that or the minorities in the power right now, and they just won't give it up. Regardless of what the majority says. If the minority is in power, the majority can take it if it's a democracy, but guess what it's not it's not it's dictatorship now. if they can seize your bank account because you said something ugly then you're not in a democracy anymore yeah no because if they can seize your bank account then you'll shut up because you got to eat and if you say what they want to because you got to want you to because you got to eat then you're not in a democracy yeah, we should just you know, point out. I mean, it's, it's the classic it's, deal. These these people are not afraid of their of their uh, citizens. Yep. You look at the way no, these you look not. at the way these cops behave in Ottawa, and they're you know just trampling all over people, demanding they come out of private businesses and homes to do to do what they want. Yeah, because they're um, the only ones with the guns. That's right. And uh, that's right. you know, I mean, we'll never see that in Texas. Hmm. Not in Texas, no. Won't see it in Texas. Can't happen here. Can't happen here. Because we won't put up with it. And uh, and the cops know that. And they don't. They won't treat us that way. And, and most uh, of them. The fucking Gestapo and, and in them Ottawa. Agree. I mean, that's just the truth. Most of them agree. It's it, it's it, it has such far-reaching implications because if you, the, this, I mean, the Second Amendment. Yes, right? because, it does. Because it's a, it's a, it's does it's, something to your brain to grow up in a country where it is expected that you have the right to defend yourself. Sure. Yep. And in a place like this, you know, and and most most of the state, right? The the, the cops are people just like us. The cops they're, live with us. They train gun, at our gym. We gun know guys them. Too. We drink beer with them. Right. They're our buddies. They agree. Yep. They agree with us. Yeah. They're not going to treat us that way because they don't want to. Right. But it appears as though the cops in Canada. Yeah, like where do those guys live? I don't know, man. Like they go home and look Uh, at their neighbors? I guess. It looks to me like half of the population of Ottawa is a cop. Yeah. Yeah. 
probably know, a bunch of reservists. I, I can't be, but you know, just but numerically. It's, it's like but you, my God, where'd they get all these jackbooted motherfucking thugs? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's a it must be a minority, know? right? Because if you can go home to your, if you can go home and feel okay with what you did and not worry about any repercussions that means it's not there's no threat to you right yeah. no it means no, that, there's no threat it means that most people probably agree with these cops doing. didn't start acting this way until they took all of their name badges off yeah no shit that, that they they were actually helping them at times and then name badges came off and next thing you know they're beating people well when the name badges come off they're not cops yeah. anymore i think they left they're not this, cops they left their brown shirts at the house mm-hmm yeah, I mean, if you don't have a name name on your uniform and a badge number, you're not a cop. Yep. You know, you're not accountable, and that's the way they want you. It's not accountable. You know, this uh, this that's the most disturbing thing. Yeah. Sitting there. Yeah. Tapping mm-hmm. their baton in their hand, like Billy fucking badass, mm-hmm. with no name on his green uniform. Stormtrooper helmets mm-hmm. on. Right. Yep. <clears throat> Billy motherfucking badass. It's amazing. Amazing to watch this. Who would have thought two years ago, would you have predicted that either Australia or Canada would have turned out like this? You wouldn't have, would you? You would have Not thought, no, these no. people are too nice and friendly. And, right. But that just... There is something in the human heart that is black and ugly. Especially at those levels of power. At that level of power, (laughs) there's a black, ugly demon in the human heart. And and the, the, the prospect of power and control and getting to beat somebody else up that you actually can't beat up, you know, Again, go back and look is, at is, the, uh, is the, just it's just it's just it's just a, in, it's intoxicating to a certain number of fucking people, right. and uh, you know this is uh, and those tend to be the people that gravitate towards those positions, yeah. of, of political power and um, yeah, you know, it, and and I hate to say this, but you got also got to look at these citizens. These citizens gave up their right to defend themselves a long time ago thinking long time ago. this is okay this if is fine Canada ever had it yeah I'm I don't sure. know I don't think they did I don't but, know we were constituted yeah <clears throat> this country was constituted with that in the original ink yeah well you know because uh, the guys that set us up mm-hmm. knew this it, us, but I don't know well, enough it, about Canadian history to understand about their right to armed right. self-defense well, it, Australia took one mass shooting and then they're like no more guns oh, yeah, just keep us safe yeah just anything but keep, look anybody that wants any government that's afraid of you enough to where they want your guns mm-hmm. have you learned anything over the past couple of years boys and girls well it's it's have these, you learned anything these governments about? aren't afraid of these people that's why no because they know they won't do anything not if we take their guns yeah. well if we take it we know you won't try and defend your right to have this gun, so we're just going to take it from you. We will be the ones that are allowed to have guns. Yeah, but sure. our government is afraid to take our guns from us, or most most of the states at least. Well, we had that guy on the board just this weekend talking about. It turns out he's Australian, right? But talking about how the 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 uh, state is the only one that has the right to use violence. Yeah, 
Who said that? It was on the board on your on the in the Q and A. they were talking about. Uh, oh, it was about this, the the uh, learning to fight podcast that Ray and I did. Oh, okay, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. and he wrote a whole yeah. thing. He's like, you know, the the, the uh, state is the only one with the yeah. Uh, fighting's illegal. A, this guy's a subject. Yeah, fighting's illegal. You know, uh, the so state's the only one that can they can uh, use violence. So when you uh, get to be an employee of the state, what magical thing happens? Right. That suddenly grants you the right to beat my ass, but that prohibits me from jacking your ass up back. What magical thing happens? There's two guys. I'm a guy. You're a guy. But you have the imprimatur of the state of Victoria, and you can beat my ass, but I have nothing to say about it. Well, if that's the way you guys want to run the place, go ahead. But we're not going to do it like that. Okay? So that's this week's Out of Our Lane. Out of Our Lane. (laughs) Shit. We did it again. Did it again. We're out of our lane. All right. Look. Back in our lane. All right, look, look. <laughs> Every fucking day. I, I don't mean to be, you know, bitching about this, all right? But it just gets old, right? I, I realize that our purpose is to provide information. We sell books. We sell seminars. We teach. We sell information. That's our function here. We don't sell barbells. We don't sell belts. We don't sell anything but information. We sell information. So when you ask us for information, our job is to provide it to you. But I already provided it. And you won't read it. You don't want it bad enough to read. You want to type 30 words and ask me to repeat myself for the nine billionth time and it just gets tiresome because you know look that board you know the board's free god damn we fucked this thing up nick (laughs) you know how long ago we should have made this thing a fucking pay site yeah 10 years ago 10 years ago we should have made this thing pay site would we be significantly smaller now had we done that i don't know maybe Maybe. Thank you for your service, Rip. Because you being on that fucking board every day. (laughs) Like a goddamn madman. Like I'm not now? (laughs) That's what I mean. Like I'm not now? That's what I mean. That's what we're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You are on there all the time like a madman. Yeah, you know, fuck. Here I am answering these goddamn questions over and over and over and over. (laughs) When, look, (laughs) if you're stuck, if you're stuck on the novice progression, there are about three reasons why that would be. And that's what this article is about. So what we're going to do today, little children, is we're going to go over this again. Because even if we do this, some people will still not read the article. So right. Oh, no. Let's just talk it. about the article. <laughs> I can just read the article to you. <laughs> You've actually done that. They're on YouTube. You know, I actually have. You've done that on both and of those. this is... When finally the book comes out, and then finally the it'll be in there. The too. audio book, I'll have I will have done that, and you still won't listen to it. Right. Yeah. You won't read it. <clears throat> All right. 
So you could search our website. Any question you have, you could search startingstrength.com. It's probably been answered. It's been answered 38 times. Yes. You can't ask us a question that we haven't already answered 38 fucking times. All right? At least. You know. At least that many times. Yeah. But, you know, since our job is to provide information to you, we're going to do that again. Some people may not realize that we have articles, too. That's that's a funny thing, too. It could be. We have articles. Could be. Lots Some of people may re, may not realize we have something other than the, the, pod, the podcast or the YouTube channel or whatever the, the hell, you know, comments. How many years, there. would you say it's 15 years of articles since, oh, what, oh, eight? Seems like oh, oh seven? seven is when uh, what actually happened was we were offered uh, a spot on a, on a website that was called Strength Mill. Oh, right. And then my website, my part of that got busier than theirs, and he offered to sell it to us. Okay. So we took it over and made the thing into, and that was probably 08 when that, yep. when that took place. Yep. 08, maybe 09. I don't remember. But it's been a long fucking time. And every single one of those posts is still there, yeah, right? They're all there. They're all still there. Um, they're all still there. And there and there's been articles since at least that long. I mean, I remember reading shit in CrossFit Journal. CrossFit Journal 08. articles went up in 06. Yep. And some of those were recreated on were re uh, republished on startingstrength.com. All of them have been republished on startingstrength.com. Right. Yep. So all of that stuff is is there. Yep. Those original articles from uh, the CrossFit Journal are what comprises our book, Strong Enough. Oh, right. Yeah. That little anthology is uh, is uh, composed of, of that group of articles that I wrote for them. There's some pretty good stuff in that. Yeah. Uh, the new book, uh, which is uh, tentatively, the working title is Strength. Theory, practice, and commentary, I believe, yep. is in process right now, and it is a, uh, it's a, an anthology of our more recent stuff, more recent articles that uh, I've written over the past ten years, and that'll be a lot bigger book than than strong enough. And in the last uh, probably three four years. There's been a weekly article at least on the yeah. website. We try to put something up, you know. The point is that there's a shitload of articles. There's a, a, this is the I would imagine that in terms of strength training, not not covering bodybuilding, but strength training itself. This is our startofstrength.com is the biggest website in the world. Yeah, for this material, I, th- there's not a, another website yep. that compares to it. Yep. You know, and, uh, you know, you haters and stuff have had lots and lots of opportunities to refute our arguments. And somehow you haven't done it. Because, you know why you haven't done it? Because you don't actually know what the arguments are. You know why? Because you won't read them. 
to our uh, fans so, to our fans credit i mean there's a shitload of articles out there there's a there's a few that that everybody should absolutely read though you know yeah. I mean, there's a few that are uh and they're going to be in the book right so the ones the yeah. ones that are in the book the are ones that the, aren't in strong enough well like for example the novice effect i think that's right. in strong enough right and that's yeah. one of the most important articles about strength training that even though i wrote it i'm going to go ahead and say this that's ever been written because it's such an important idea yep. it's such an important idea first thing it does is tell you what's going to happen every single time and the second important thing that it does is falsify the vast majority of exercise science right now you need to understand why that is so you need to read that article. It's called The Novice Effect, and it's on the website. Okay? Uh, but these two things we've got uh, on the table here today are about the details of the programs, not vast overarching concepts like The Novice Effect. But this thing is, uh, the first three questions is, what I always post, and I posted it once already today, when you ask some inane ask question about why you're not making progress on the novice progression. You're not doing the program is why you're not making progress on the novice progression because the novice progression's program is detailed in the blue book. It's detailed in the gray book. It's on the website. It's everywhere except in your little brain. All right? So... Today, we're going to tell you what to do to keep from getting stuck by answering the first three questions. And the, the first three questions are what you answer. We ask them, you answer them. Okay? So, the first question, when you get stuck on the novice progression, yes. And this is so incredibly obvious that I can't hardly talk. How long are you resting between your work sets? You stupid motherfuckers. God damn. Well, I'm resting a minute between the work sets. People say this all the time. You know, what are you conditioning? What are you doing? Why is the time so incredibly important to you? You are you of the opinion that somebody told you you shouldn't let your heart rate go down or something? I'm, I'm not really sure where this comes from. But, uh, you know, it comes from having not really understood what we're trying to do here. Right. Now, doesn't it? Yeah, people come up with weird stuff for why right. they're resting two minutes or three minutes or whatever. And, and it, look, at, at first it's fine. A couple minutes is fine. But you're going to have to rest more, so, a lot more. What are we doing here? We are trying to go up five pounds for three sets of five from the last workout. That's the only thing we're doing here today is making you five pounds stronger. All right. When you go up five pounds on your squat, five pounds on your bench press, two pounds on your bench press, seven and a half pounds on your deadlift, five pounds on your deadlift. What's the important thing? It's the additional weight. Because the additional weight means 
that you had to produce more force this time to execute the work than you did last time. Because the work is done against the weight. All right? Now, if you wait five minutes between your work sets of squats, if your work sets of squats are being done at 185, five minutes might be enough. Okay? But if you have gone through the process of getting your three sets of five work weight on the squat up to 385 pounds, then I assure you that five minutes will not be enough. Rest. Because what are we trying to do? We're trying to get the fifth rep of the third set. That's the important rep. The fifth rep of the third set means that we successfully executed today's workout and that next time we get to go up another five pounds because going up five pounds is the point. Not getting through with the workout by 5.30. That's not the point. The point is to execute successfully the last rep of the third work set. Okay? That's that's why we're here. And if it takes you 10 minutes between the sets to make sure that you get the last rep of the last set, then that's what you do. That's what you take. If I, I, I don't understand how, I mean, we've gone through, I mean, what is strength? You know, how many times do we have to go back to first principles here? First principles indicate that strength is the ability to produce force against an external resistance. Okay, that's what strength is. There's not eight different kinds of strength. There's one kind of strength, and that is the ability to produce force against an external resistance. So if we do three sets of five with a weight, whatever that weight is, if we want to increase our ability to produce force against an external resistance, the number on the bar has to go up. And in order for you to successfully execute all 15 reps of that new number, then you have to rest long enough between your sets of five in order to facilitate the next set of five. And finally, you get to the third set of five, and now here we are. It's very important that we do all of the reps of the last set of five. The fifth rep is the important one. And if you didn't rest but two minutes between the second set and the third rep, third set, then you might not get the last rep. You might not get the last two reps. You know why? Because you're fatigued from the second set. If you allow the fatigue to dissipate, then you have successfully produced five pounds more force for all three sets of five. And experience tells us that this programming works for everybody for a very long time. Okay? But the easiest way to fuck this up is to get in too big a hurry 
between your sets. Sit down. Rest. Check your mail on your phone. Right? Watch porn. You know? Contemplate, you know, something important like Schopenhauer. You know? Think about the dialectic. You know? Do, do weighty important things. Very important. If you have to, set a timer. Your phone's got one of those too. In addition to the porn, your phone has a timer. Set a timer. Right? The default, though, is always more rest rather than less rest. That's the default assumption. You're not resting enough. Okay? And the, the question you need to ask yourself is, do you want to do this optimally or not, right? So anytime you, anytime you or, or we talk about something, it's, uh, it's the best way to do things. Like yes. To make shit work the way it's supposed to work. Right. Because everybody, you know, not everybody, but you're going to have a bunch of people saying, well, I don't have 10, 15 minutes between sets. Well, what is it you want to do? Do you want to get as strong as possible mm-hmm. as quickly as possible? Do you agree that getting as strong as possible as quickly as possible I mean, is beneficial what is to your, your goal? What's your goal? And if the answer is, well, I want to kind of do this, and I want your permission to fuck it up, uh, you have our permission, guys. You, you want to fuck it up, go ahead. Go ahead and fuck it up. But, we but, don't care. But you're fucking it up if you hurry right. too much. It's exactly. Don't hurry. The fifth rep of the last set is the most important rep of the workout. Right. That's the one you're resting in order to make it able for you to do that rep. Yep. Okay? That's the one that demonstrates that you have, in fact, adapted to the additional stress that you really imposed the previous workout. Okay? Because the stress you're imposing on yourself today won't be recovered from and adapted to till the next workout. This is what the novice thing's all about. It's about your ability to adapt within 48 to 72 hours to the stress you imposed on yourself the previous workout. And now we're going to demonstrate that adaptation today with the five more pounds you're going to put on the bar. But if you can't do all of the reps, then you don't know whether or not it was because you didn't adapt or because you didn't wait long enough between sets. Because the waiting long enough between sets is not part of the adaptation. All right? If it takes you 10 minutes. And by the time you get up to where you're in, you know, middle stage Texas method, God help you, and you're doing 455 on your volume day for five sets of five across, 455 for five, it may be that you have to wait 15 to 20 minutes between those sets. Could very well be. That's hard. And if that's how long you have to rest between the sets in order to get the fifth rep of the fifth set, then that's how long you rest. Okay? We're not conditioning when we train for strength. We don't want specifically 
an elevated heart rate. We understand that an elevated heart rate happens and that there is a conditioning effect from doing five sets of five across. If you don't understand, that's because you had never done it. But that's not the primary thing we're doing here. We're strength training. So you have to wait long enough between the sets in order to facilitate all of the reps of the next set. And two minutes never cuts the cheese. Okay? Now what's the second question? Are you quizzing me or are you, you going to tell us? I'm going to tell you. Okay. Because you hadn't read it either. <laughs> <laughs> What's the article called again? What we... uh, the first seven questions. <laughs> the second nine questions. Okay. Second second question is, what are the jumps that you're taking? And by jumps, I mean how much did you go up on each exercise? How much more did you load onto the bar? from the last workout, all right? So what would be appropriate for one person might not be appropriate for another person. So this is a very important question to ask, all right? If you're one of these guys that's 19 years old with a 36-inch vertical jump, somehow you've, you know, you're you're playing high-level sports, but you've had nothing but public school dumbasses coaching you previous to now and you finally stumbled onto our program and you're doing a novice progression you may very well be able to take 10 pound jumps on the squat for three or four weeks but that's not normal okay normally kid walks in the gym and he squats 135 for three sets of five the first workout the second workout, we might have him do 145. We might give him a 10-pound jump the second workout. We might even give him another 10-pound jump on the third workout just to make some rapid progress because it's available to us. But by the fourth workout, we're going to slow him down, and we're going to have him go to 160 instead of 165. We're going to take him back down to five-pound jumps, which he can maintain for months it'll be 315 before this quits working predictably if he eats talk about that next if he eats and rests and gets recovered from the stress okay so the jumps are very very important if the if the jumps are not appropriate to you then you are fucking this up. You have to make the jumps appropriate to your particular situation. And that depends on your age, your sex, not your identity, but your actual sex, right? It depends on your body weight, your height. You know, because a a little guy at 5'4 that weighs 135 pounds can't take the jumps that a great big giant guy at 6'5 weighing 275 can take when they first start off. All right? The jumps have to be appropriate for your particular situation. If you're a 55-year-old lady, you can't take the jumps that your son can take. Okay? You, You can't do it. So you have to take appropriate jumps if the jumps are too big you will get stuck 
every single time. If the jumps are too big, you will get stuck. It's better to take too small a jump than it is to take too big a jump and make the progress slower. Because once we get you stuck, now we got to do something radical and get you unstuck. And that's more trouble than it's worth. If you want to take two-pound jumps on the press, that's what you need to be taking is two-pound jumps on the press. You want to take two-and-a-half, three-pound jumps on the bench press, do it. Equip yourself with the, with the, the right shit in the gym in order to be able to control a two, two-and-a-half, three-pound jump. All right? But don't take 10-pound jumps on upper body movements. They'll, they won't go. They'll never go. They won't go for anybody. Doesn't matter how big and strong you are. You can't take 10-pound jumps on the press. After about a week of doing the press, you can't do it. You can't adapt to that big an increase in stress. All right, And that's what this boils down to. How fast can you adapt to an increase in stress? If the stress is too big, then you can't adapt, and that's what being stuck means. Okay? So you've got to be appropriate with the jumps. Now, let's say you want to take a two-pound jump on the press. Let's say you've been impressed with the logic of this argument, and you say, you know, I have been trying to go up five pounds on the press, and I can't do it. Well, how do you make sure you take a two-pound jump? Well, this requires a little little, uh, thought, doesn't it? Because what you have to understand, and what those of us in the gym business understand is that if you go into a gym that's got a collection of 40, 40 45-pound plates and 16 25-pound plates and... 20 10-pound plates and 16 5-pound plates. Only an exceptional gym, and there aren't many of these, will be a place where you can assure that any time you load the bar to 132 pounds, that 132 pounds is actually what the bar is going to weigh because there are casting errors in all of those cast iron plates. Unless they have been controlled and milled down to a tolerance, a raw casting doesn't weigh what it says on the face of the plate. Just because it says 45 pounds on the plate doesn't mean it weighs 45 pounds. Now, to some of you, this is going to be like hearing that there's not a Santa Claus. <laughs> okay? Well, it says 45. Right there, it says, look, you see, it says 45. Who are you to argue with a piece of cast iron? Right? It doesn't weigh that. doesn't weigh it. Okay? does not weigh what it says it weighs on the plate. So here's your problem. You go find a bar. And you load that bar to 135 pounds. That's two 45-pound plates. And you're going to – you need to press 138 today. So you load the bar to 138. You come up with 
a bar, two 45-pound plates, and two one-and-a-halves. So you've got 138 face value, 138 on the bar. Right? And you get all three sets of five. Good. Now you come in for the next workout, and you end up with a different bar, two different plates than you had on the bar, two different 45s, and you want to go to 140 from 138. So you're going to put a two and a half on each side of the 45s. Do you know what's on the bar? Do you know what the whole thing actually weighs? No, you have no idea. It may be less than 138, the one you thought you lifted last time when you didn't actually know what that weighed either. It might be more than 140. But whatever you think it is, that's not what it is. So if you don't have control of the face value of the load on the bar, then you are not going to be able to accurately select the jumps between workouts because the weight on the bar is what you're lifting, and the weight on the bar has to has to conform to the program. If the program calls for a two-pound jump, you have to figure out a way to make damn sure that two pounds more than last time is on the bar. Okay? Now, does it actually matter what the thing weighs? Now, bear with me here. If you have a bar and four 45-pound plates in your garage, and you use the same bar, because that's the only one you've got, and the same two plates that you used last time and that you lifted for three sets of five, and the face value of that loading is 135. Does it matter that it actually weighs 138 if you lifted it for three sets of five? No, it really doesn't. I mean, it'd be neat to know that for sure, but all you need to know is, did I get the last rep of the third set of five? And if you did, now we got to go up. And what we want to go up is the two pounds. Does it matter that we're going up from 138 to 140 instead of what you think you're going up is 135 to 137? No, it really doesn't matter. The increase is, is the increase in the stress. Right Now, if it was me and I had a, a bar in the garage that was 44.1 pounds, because most of the bars are actually 20 kilos. They're very close to that. All right. The error comes from the plates. I would put the plates on the scale, and I'd take a paint marker, and I would write on the plates what they actually weighed. So I would know this. I would know what I was actually lifting. I'd mark every one of my plates. So I had a high degree of confidence in exactly what the hell is going on on the bar when I load it. But the increase is the point. If I want to go up two pounds, then the two pounds has got to be actually two pounds. And if it starts off at 136 and a half or 137 and three quarters, but I actually added two pounds worth of small plates to it, then my two-pound jump got made. 
It doesn't matter where it started. It just means that I went up two pounds. And that's what we want to know. We have to make the increases appropriate to what our situation is. All right? And if you go into a commercial gym and you're using different brands of plates and different bars every time you train in there you're not in control of small jumps on the bar you're not in control of the incremental increases and you have to get to where you are now there's ways to do this okay if you are working out in a big commercial gym you can take a paint marker in and sneak it in and be real sneaky about this. Put a mark on the plates so that you know which ones to hunt around the gym and find and load on the same bar that you used last time. Now be sneaky. Management may not like this. They won't have any idea what the hell you're doing. You know, just be sneaky. Make a mark on the plate. That way when you Get ready to load your work set. You got the same two plates on the bar and the same bar, and you pull your bag of micro plates out of your out of your training equipment and, and go up two pounds. Then guess what? You actually went up two pounds. It doesn't actually matter what the thing actually weighs. What what Matters is what the incremental increase actually weighs. Am I making myself clear, or do I sound like a raving it's clear. You're just, you're just you're really appealing to our super anal retentive starting strength fans, and they're going to go around the commercial gyms, and then they're <laughs> and then they're going to spend an hour and a half tracking down the plates that they marked inside the gym. That's what uh, they're going to have to do. Yeah, but but the, the uh, another point is that that's why it's so important that the jumps are are appropriate because the 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 bigger the plate. The bigger the variance too, right? Yes. So, yes. It, you know, if you're if you're going up two pounds and it ends up being three or four, whatever it is, um, it, the the important thing is the incre- increase over time. And if you're failing to number one show up to the gym, or you're making too big of a jumps where you can't continually make progressive increases over time, yes. you're fucking this all up. Yes. So 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 a two pound <clears throat> jump over three workouts, you know, is a six pound jump that is that is uh, sustainable, right? Yes. Where a fi- where potentially a five pound jump over three workouts, whatever the variance is in the equipment that you're using, may be too much. You know, I had in the gym a long time ago. I had a set of plates that we had we'd culled out of the out of the racks that I kept over there by the leg press machine. Yeah, they were blue ones. The blue ones. Right. I but had a forty five pound plate that weighed fifty eight and a half pounds. Right. Six, seven pounds off. Remember that? Yeah. 13 and a half pounds right. off. Yeah. 58 and a half pound, 45 pound plate. Right. I've had him as light as 42.75 pounds. It happens. Yeah. For you know, sure. it happens all the time. Sure. It's spe- just a raw casting. I have specific plates that I use every time I lift. You, yeah. you have to. Yeah. You have to. If I'm warming up, I don't give a shit. But when I get no, the final I'm, weight on there, warm ups don't matter. Yeah. Warm-ups don't matter. They're just ballpark anyway. Yeah, there's uh, York plates with the uh, – it's just the disc with the five on it. Those yep. are the fives I use every time. The yep. ones with the ten, same one. Same yeah. And you, you can walk into a gym and, and just take a random sampling of, of four or five 45s, and if they're all pretty damn close, it's likely that they're okay. But if you if you uh, – you know, if you're seeing if you're seeing just these crazy wide variances, it'd probably be a good idea to figure out which plates you're going to use every time. 
um, you know, the older, old school, dirty powerlifting gyms, you're probably more likely to find that than in a yeah, shiny, than a got, shiny commercial gym. They've got plates from, you know, five different manufacturers they exactly. collected over the, like our situation was. Right. Um, you've got... Uh, you got that much variation in manufacture. You're going to have that much variation right. in tolerance, yep, as well. Because these guys, forty years ago, when they were making cast iron plates, they didn't care what right. the thing weighed. It was way cheaper to sell you a fifty-eight and a half pound plate to sell you thirteen and a half pounds more iron than the plate said it weighed than it was to mill it down to forty-five pounds. Right. Yeah, right and, now and modern casting techniques, modern foundry science, is amazing shit. Yep, things aren't like that, like they were back That's then. Right. You get a a nice modern casting, the thing ought to be within one percent right. of the face value of the of the plate, and most of them are. Yep, but if you it depending on where you're training, you know you've got to be aware of this problem and if you're not aware of it that may be why you're stuck and that's why that's question number two yep it's about the incremental increases on the bar yep okay and so read this and try your best to understand why the hell we're worried about a two pound increase in weight on the bar all right and the further along you are in the process the more important this is so if you're you're starting out uh j- just use whatever plates you know it, it doesn't matter but as, as you're getting further along and, and things are getting tough and heavy, um, you know, you consider using better equipment, consider finding a better mm-hmm. gym. Um, yeah, I'd say that if you're a, a month into this process. It doesn't fucking matter what's on the It bar. doesn't matter. But if you're three months into this process, it's going to matter very quickly. Right. You know, if you are in a situation where your press is now not going up five pounds a workout, but it's going up two pounds a workout, you got to make sure it goes up two pounds. Not three pounds, not seven pounds, not one pound, not back up a pound, but it goes up two pounds. And that means you have to control what is on the barbell to a very high degree of confidence. All right? So make your plans right now. And, you know, we, we still to this day, how long have we been, we've been talking about micro loading the bar like this? We've been talking about that for 15 years. All right? And we still have people that just do not understand the fact that if you've got to go up two pounds, you need to put something on the end of the barbell that weighs a pound. It doesn't have to be a plate. (laughs) It can be a couple of two-inch flat washers taped together. It can be a piece of chain taped together. At the ends, it slides over the end of the bar. It just has to weigh a pound. And then you put one on each end, and you're up two pounds. But you're not up two pounds if you haven't controlled the bar and the other plates on the bar as well. That's the point. Okay? Now, third question. Why are you stuck? Because you're only eating 2,500 calories a day, and you're trying to eat paleo or gluten-free or some silly bullshit diet-fed thing. Carnivores. You're on the grapefruit diet or whatever the fuck it is. You know, you're. Uh, you're, What's what's fashionable now? 
Um, I don't keep track of this. Intermittent shit. fasting is popular. IF that's missing breakfast. Skipping breakfast. That's when you're skipping breakfast. Yeah. Uh, keto. But if you give it a name that has an acronym, yeah, then it's okay. See, sounds like science. Yeah. Uh, keto is very popular. Carnivore is very popular. Keto is still popular, right? Yeah, it, Carnivore it, still. Yeah, if you're trying to lose body fat while you're trying to get strong, you're fucking this up. Okay, I'm sorry. If you walk into the gym and you're wildly fat, you know, you're like 38% body fat, you can eat what to everybody else would be a normal diet and lose body fat while you're training. Okay? Now, to everybody else that eats normally, what that means is you don't drink your two liters of Coke every day. All right? You don't drink a jar of honey <laughs> between your sets. I've seen that done, you know. Between sets, a yes. jar of honey? You know, you got three sets. Right, you got yeah. to eat a whole jar of honey between the three oh, sets. Oh, shit. I've seen it done. Damn. I have seen it done. It's it's insane, but you you know, and even at the time, long you know, decades ago, and I watched this guy do this, I was going, he didn't use that many calories during that set. I don't. This was think. a fat guy. No, he wasn't real fat. Oh, okay. So he's he was kind trying, of fat, but he's he was, trying to gain weight, or he no, it's just, just what training. they did. Oh shit! It's just what they did. It's like keto. It's just yeah. what you do. You know. Interesting. The 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 but real it, the real common thing is these guys say, oh man, man, I eat a ton. They have no idea. They yeah. eat a ton, and if you if you sat down and calculated all out there at eighteen hundred calories, they're eighteen hundred, two thousand, twenty five hundred calories. You know, um, or or you know, I've been trying to eat. I've been trying to eat so much more food, and then they're like, oh, well, just, send, I'm stuffed. Send me a picture. Send I'm me a picture. And they've got they've got a plate that's three quarters white rice, right? You know, and a little piece of chicken. And like a pound and a half right. of broccoli. That's why you're not fucking Photograph all of your food. Let's us know what you ate. How about that? You know? Yeah. But if you're not eating enough, you're you're going to get stuck. All right? Now, again, you're 38% body fat. You're a big fat guy. Eat normally. And normally means, you know, like three or four meals, primarily consistent of, of protein, good clean carbs, Quit eating sugar. Stop eating sugar, because fat guys all eat sugar. Don't eat sugar. And eat enough food to where you're full when you get through eating. But don't eat a bunch of shit all day that's sugary. You'll lose body fat while you're gaining muscle mass. But the vast majority of people who are doing this are not eating enough food. The vast majority of people that are doing this are not 38% body fat. They're little skinny guys that are trying to get bigger. Right? That's the people that are going to get stuck because they won't eat enough food. All right? Now, it doesn't matter to either me or to Jesus or to your body whether you think you're eating enough food or not. That doesn't mean anything at all. Your self-perception is valueless in so many ways. <laughs> Your perception of whether you're eating a lot of food is bullshit. How much are you eating? What's the data? T 
take pictures. Let somebody else look at it. Especially when it comes to food, that's true because there's all kinds of all kinds of emotional and uh, this is, and survival shit mixed into that. Right. This is what's wrong with nutrition science. Right. It's behavior. It's, it's behavior is what it is. It's, it's not. It's not. Uh, what's wrong with nutrition science is that vast majority of the data in nutrition science studies is self-reported. Right. Right. And if nutrition science has not learned anything, they have learned that you will not accurately report what you ate. You won't do it. That's why you have to journal your food. You have to have a food log. Everything goes in your mouth. Every drink of water, you have got to write it down or you don't have data. You can't remember what you ate. You won't remember what you ate. You will misremember what you ate. Especially if you think you're eating twice as much as I used to eat. You're not eating twice as much as you used to eat. You just don't like to eat. That's why you're skinny. Right? That's why you're skinny right now. All right? You you are going to have to be, if you're skinny and you don't like to eat, you're going to have to be what you consider to be uncomfortable with your diet. So once again, here we are at our at our rating of perceived whatever the fuck parameter we want to rate with our own perceptions. All right? You, rating of RPE doesn't work. All right? Doesn't work. If you use RPE for your training, you're going to be stuck. You're going to get stuck every fucking time. Your perception of things is almost always wrong. All right. Now, this is something that happens to everybody. I'm wrong about my perception of things all the time. And I've been doing this a very long time. All right. With respect to diet, all right, you may think you're eating a whole bunch of food, but if your body weight is not going up, especially at first, five pounds a week, then you're not eating enough. You ought to be gaining five pounds of body weight a week for the first two or three weeks of this program, or you're not eating enough food. We always see five pound a week body weight gain if you're eating correctly the first two or three weeks. So you start the program the first of May. By the end of May, your body weight needs to be up 15 pounds if you're underweight. If you're a skinny little kid and your body weight's not up 15 pounds the first month, you're not doing, you're not eating enough. All right. Now, but, but, Think about this now. It doesn't matter what you think you're eating, how much you think you're eating, how uncomfortable you are. And we have always said this. For people who are underweight, the dietary intervention in doing this program is a much bigger pain in the ass for you than the training. Because the training is only three days a week, right? But... Your dietary intervention is four or five times a day. Yeah, you're going to have to eat more than you want to. You're going to have to eat when you previously haven't eaten. You're going to have to eat more than you previously have eaten. It's a pain in the ass. But what do you want? What do you want to do? I didn't ask you to do the program. 
I just telling you how to do it. Right? You don't want to gain weight, don't gain weight. I don't care. Doesn't bother me a bit. But if you want to gain weight and I've told you what to do and you won't do it, then once again, shut up. I don't care. Well, we told you what to do. We've already told you how much to eat. You know, there is a there's another article uh, along these same lines. It's called a clarification. We're not going to go into the details of that today. We'll save that for another podcast. But it, it talks specifically about what you have to do, what's expected of you if you're going to be doing this program. And it talks about the different situations you may find yourself in and what to expect after a month, after three months, after six months, after a year of doing the program if you do the program correctly. Now, once again, the big fat kid doesn't eat like the little skinny kid. Little skinny kid may very well need to eat four to 5,000 calories a day. Big fat kid's going to probably eat 32, 3,500 calories a day. All right? Who's got the harder job? Well, the, the skinny kid does. I know that. I freely admit. 5,000 calories a day is a pain in the ass. I know that. But what do you want to do? You want to get big and strong, this is what's required. Okay. So, if if you're stuck, to recap, if you're stuck, there are three questions that you ask. First question is, are you resting long enough between sets? And the answer will always be, no, you're not. You're not resting long enough between sets. However long you think you're supposed to rest, double that. And it'll be better, I promise. Question number two. How big are the incremental increases that you're making between workouts? Are these correct? Well, if you haven't thought about it very carefully, no, they're not correct for various reasons that we've discussed today. It's, you know, commercial gyms, the equipment's hard to control. You don't understand how to make a one-pound jump or a half-pound jump or a two-pound or a two-and-a-half-pound jump on the bar. You have to get familiar and answer those questions. You may have to buy some equipment carrying into the gym yourself. You may have to sneak around and mark some plates. But... I think we we talked in enough detail about that to where you understand what's expected of you if you're going to control the variable in question number two, which is incremental increases between workouts. And question number three is, are you eating enough to get recovered? If you're stuck, you're not eating enough. If you're stuck, you aren't eating enough. The fact that you think you're eating enough is irrelevant utterly and absolutely irrelevant the only question is are you gaining weight are you making progress is the weight on the bar going up and if it's not then you 95 percent of the time are not eating enough food eat more and see what happens okay there will be time for you to worry about heart disease later on but if you're a 19 year old kid and you're stuck on this program a heart attack is the least of your problems, unless, of course, you've let someone vaccinate you. Then it might be a big problem. But that's not my problem. That's your problem. 
okay? Because you knew better anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, you think that adequately beats the shit out of this topic? Yeah. Do you? Maybe we'll even put a link to the article. In I the, think we should. The thing, and then people can read it. People can read the What's link. What's the point? The article. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's, Rusty has a good point. What's the point? They're What's not the going to read it. <laughs> not going to read it anyway. But just in case they want just to. In just in case. One guy <laughs> listening to this podcast, watching this podcast, decides to, to hey, say to himself, maybe I ought to read that. If right? you get through to one person, Rip, it's all it's worth all it. it. It's all good. It's all worth right? it. If it saves the life of one child. <laughs> And it cost eighty quadrillion dollars. <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it. All right, good. Well, uh, hard to predict how the haters are going to respond to this. Let's wait and see, shall we? Let's wait and see what happens. But right now, let's say goodbye to you, the people that don't hate us too bad anyway and we will see you next time on starting strength radio